1: You're listening to Winds Above Fantasy, part of the Pitcherless Podcast Network, with Van Burnett and Steve Giswelli.
2: Welcome back, everybody. It is Winds Above Fantasy, episode 115. Today is Thursday, August 31st, and Steve, it is uh, the end of another month, and sadly for us, it seems like an end of another fantasy season Uh, Both kind of sputtering out of the playoffs, so we have a show inspired by optimism for next season, but it is uh, a great show topic, talking about kind of the two early first round projections for 2024, which I can't believe I'm saying out loud, but it is always a great time to talk about upcoming first round for next year's drafts. Because it's the first chance we've had in a long time to look at some of the most exciting names in fantasy. So we'll be doing a lot of that. We've got some fun kind of uh, segments baked in here, if you will. And should be a lot of good, fresh debate for me, Steve. Because I haven't looked at a lot of these guys in a minute outside of just following at a high level. But how's it going out there, man? Uh, Aside from the home leagues, just to rip the Band-Aid. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's good. Um... I guess real quick to touch uh, on the topic and, and I don't know if it's, if it's a flaw, but we don't really talk about these guys that much because it's kind of it's just not actionable. It just is what it is. And I don't know. Maybe we should talk about them more. Like, you know, maybe we should have been talking about Acuna's, you know, amazing start to the season and then the run that Betts is on and things like that. But, um, this, this is a good chance to, to do that. Um, and I know we like to talk more deeper names and and struggling names, things like that, to try and find the value in the margins. But it's fun to fun to look at, fun to talk first round. Um, this was kind of inspired by Rob Pietros at Deadpool Hitter on Twitter. Uh, I'm sure you know him. He's a super great follow and great in the fantasy community. Um, he he does a too early meatball draft that he did last year around this time, and then this year. And then tweeted out their early results, and I know a few other shows have done like a recap of this, and I thought it would be a cool idea to look forward to to the first round because even when we do start to prep in the off season, you know, once once we establish who the first round is, there really isn't much to to get into in in about that topic, right? It's more of the sleepers that we like and the guys retargeting in later rounds are guys quote-unquote bold predictions and a lot of times that isn't um that doesn't yeah. involve first round players right you're not going to have a at bold most prediction. it feels
2: yeah. at most it feels like we'll talk about kind of the area of the draft that we like to start in uh-huh. because of xyz players uh-huh. but we're not really like breaking them down right
1: yeah yeah, yeah. exactly so this is fun. It's fun because there is an ADP, right? That's also plays into it. Like once the first round is kind of set, it's kind of set, right? Like we're we're, we're taking a guess at it now, um, or or at yeah. least giving our rankings to it uh, without any yeah influence. skimming. So yeah, yeah, which which is skimming cool.
2: both of our lists because Steve and I with the one of the fun segments here is we both kind of blindly created our first round li- list and. No ADP, so it, there's some some banter rolled in. I'll, we'll tease that one. But looking at our list, we do have some disparities, so it, it's going to lead to great conversation for sure. Uh, but to the not-so-great conversation, Steve, and I yeah, know you're, that's you're, not you're, why you're, everyone's you're, tuning in. You're, you're, I, you're I really getting say, me man, to talk.
1: Yeah, I know, I know.
2: My, well, I'm in my semifinals. Yeah. I had the bye week. I was pumped about it, and I'm playing my brother who I beat in the in the championship of our home league on a tiebreaker about six years ago. So this is kind of the revenge match. I kind of knew I was screwed out of the gate just with karma. And yeah, the guy's got like an 1100 OPS, 33 innings with like a 106 ERA. So I'm pretty much already toast. It would take a miracle comeback. And I've accepted it. It's what you talked about a, like a month or so ago where you feel the grace of not caring anymore mm. once you're eliminated but you are also freshly bounced as well it seems
1: yeah around this time last week i i was probably in your brother's position so don't don't give up there um, i somehow ended up oh, losing it, it slipped away 16 homers a 308 average and a 937 ops um, my pitching was absolutely horrible like jp france uh, gave up 10 runs which is like more runs than he gave up all year and then he went against the same team yesterday and gave up like one run in six innings it was just so frustrating but for the last like month my team has just been absolutely raking i have a newfound ace in cole reagan's um it's just one of those few stretches where like you're hitting four homers every night it's continued this week which has only made me more frustrated but i ended up losing on a tiebreaker um our first tiebreaker was head-to-head matchup um, and I lost that head matchup. I think we're gonna change that next year. Like it shouldn't be based on just one week, right? Like that's a that's a tough thing to. That's a pretty random thing. Would to, you go to, to the playoff right seeding, or seeding, or maybe head maybe um, roto points? Um, but probably seeding. Like I think there needs to be more weight involved in like your full body
2: of work in a head-to-head matchup. But. Um, I agree with that, and we'll, that's how we'll I beat there. my brother was that was the uh, the seating thing. Yeah. But yeah, my sob story: I had George Kirby, and obviously for a separate team, uh, Chase Silseth, both scratched this week, and both of them had the Oakland A's uh, lined up. Mm-hmm. So that was. That was brutal, uh, as well as some other things, so we'll see. It's it's not over till it's over, but yeah, that, that's my, my week, much A summary of our My stories.
1: week, essentially, when it was like, you know, on, on Wednesday, was like 13-1. Thursday, it was like 9-4. Friday, 8-5. Saturday, 8-6. And then what did me in, and this is just so ironic, um, they needed a save to take the lead in saves and tie the match up 7-7. And they got a save from Evan Phillips, who I dropped early in the year when he was in the closer role. And the Red Sox were down by five, hit back-to-back homers in the eighth to make it a three-run game. And I also thought that there was a chance that Phillips wasn't going to pitch because he pitched two days in a row before that. But they still threw him out there, uh, even though the Dodgers don't have an off day this week. So. Uh, it was super frustrating. And another guy who we really liked, Albert Auzelais, got a one-out save on Saturday. So uh, I, I can't really complain because my pitching was so so bad. Like every stream I had was horrible. Um, I had a 5.57 yeah. ERA and in 85 innings. That's hard to do. So um, you know, no hard. F- if I had any okay pitching, I, I would have won. But uh, it's just frustrating considering my team is playing the best that it's been all year. And uh, yeah, you know, it's like home. yep
2: truly like a game of inches when it's like oh if just this one thing wouldn't have happened i actually would have gone on to win it that's it always stinks um Mm -hmm. but yeah i'll 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 keep you posted i'll short quickly briefly follow up next week on it but i I am if it's not me I, i will be cheering for my brother because in our 22 year league history he is one of the few left who has never won it and he's been the bridesmaid many a time so Uh, yeah, not good luck this week, but if he makes it to the finals, I'll be pulling for him. Let's segue over to, uh, the the first round, Steve, and this is room for optimism. I won't even mention that I rostered Acuna last year when he had the worst season of his career before he did this. But now that that's been mentioned, uh, he is certainly the consensus number one overall, uh, spoiler alert. But, Steve, why don't we just – do we want to just do this by you kind of rattling off your let's first do, round? Um, let's do, do, a, the let's same. do every
1: other. Let's, let's go our first – my first pick, your first pick. Okay, so and you had Acuna like first, correct? Yes. yes, yes, I did. Okay. I
2: did. As did I. Well, let's talk about Ronald Acuna. Um, as I mentioned last year, it did not look anywhere nearly this good, but he was coming off of the injury – And really, it was like the batting average was low. Uh, He was actually stealing, but the power output when he did come back was kind of low. Just had the 15 homers in 119 games in 2022. This year, uh, the power has definitely notched back up. He's got 29 homers in 131 games, but it is the 61 steals that has just been otherworldly. When you look at what everyone else is doing in this list, I think it's the stolen bases that... Even dwarfs the 335 batting average, which is insane. But looking at all of it together, uh, including the best team in the majors that's, that's led to 119 runs and 79 RBIs. I mean, this guy could end up with just video game stats. Like you said earlier this year, Steve, he absolutely has a shot at the best fantasy season. I know we were talking about Bonds. But these counting stats are going to be nuts. The steals total, uh, it's probably going to end up being something like a thirty-five seventy year, hitting over 330. So not sure what can be said other than he is the consensus number one. And maybe the question is, is he so good? And is, is he holding the one spot with such a gap between one and two that this is where you want to draft no matter what? Because... Acuna is, is a world beater right now. I think you set
1: your KDS to one, two, and then whatever else you feel comfortable with. Um, normally it's been like you set your KDS in the middle or towards the end, depending on where you were, because there wasn't a consensus number one since like Mike Trout, um, was in his prime. I, I think that it's pretty safe to say that Acuna is a consensus number one, if not Acuna and the next guy we'll talk about as, as a one, two, um, I also think there's some room for improvement with Acuna, especially in the power department. He's hitting a ton more ground balls than he normally ha- normally has. Like he hit a lot more last year, um, at forty seven percent ground balls. It's up to forty nine point five, um, and from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty one, it was you know low forties, high thirties. You know he had forty one homers in twenty nineteen. I know that was the rabbit ball year, but all the bad ball metrics were were similar, and it's just, you know, he was hitting more fly balls. Like it's the best hard hit rate of his of his career, other than the shortened twenty twenty season. Um, Bauer bower rate uh, is back up to where you wanted to see, up at eleven percent, which is more than what it was in twenty nineteen when he hit those forty one homers. So, you know, the x lug shows that there should be some room for improvement there in the power department too. It's a six forty x lug versus five sixty nine slug. Um, I know that doesn't sound crazy and the 569 slug is still amazing, but mm-hmm. it, it, that I'm not saying anywhere near that the 29 homers are a little disappointing, but it's like you know, I, I would have I been I would have thought that Acuna would have had like 35 homers by now and maybe like 50 steals or something like that. That sounds ridiculous like complaining or nitpicking that, but I, I think there is some room for growth in the homer department and i also think it would be hard to expect that many stolen bases again next year but like okay you know i think 30 30 is like the floor uh with him um so yeah he is my first overall pick
2: yeah in terms of like under the hood stuff it couldn't be more encouraging that He's cut his strikeout rate from the twenty three point six percent that it was at in twenty two and twenty twenty one, the exact same number, down to twelve percent. So insane. almost cut the K's insane. in half.
1: Absolutely, insane.
2: the walks ticked up a little bit from last year. Uh, and you're right, Steve. The ground ball rate is interesting in terms of like, oh my gosh, it's insane. So he's he's got the three thirty five average, and your gut reaction is like, well, that's got to come down too. His xba is is three thirty five. <laughs> On, 350. on Savant, I'm 350. trying to yeah. I'm trying to pull or 350, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, on on Savant. And Honestly, I would, been I would take that, a little bit.
1: I would take a little bit more strikeout rate if he, if that means more fly balls and more homers, right? Um, like I you know, I would take striking out 16 percent of the time, 17 percent of the time, which is still amazing. Um, you know, if he traded some of those ground balls for some power um, or they were home runs, but Yeah, there's really – it's insane that we're trying to to nitpick this at all. He's just Yeah, I think – I mean, I
2: think it just leads to the natural question of, like, what are you drafting next year when you – and obviously at the one overall, you want it to be an insane return, but you can't really expect this. So, like, what what would you expect? Like 30 to 35, 40 to 50 steals, and – in average, it's, yeah, like to like anywhere 300 from like, plus, yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I I, I could, you know, he hit 280 before and had really good years, right? Like I would expect anywhere. I don't think he's a 280 hitter. I think that's on, on the low side. I would expect like you know 290 f- from anywhere from 290 to 320, from anywhere from 30 to 45 homers on the high end, uh, and like 30 to 50 steals, right? Like, That's, that's, (laughs) he's entering his age 26 season. Like this is his prime. Like these are the Uh years that he's going to do it.
2: Yeah. And the steal, right. I mean, he's been caught stealing 11 times this year, so he's got a 84% success rate on the base paths. No reason why that should stop. So yeah, Ronald Acuna uh, one overall. And I just think it's going to be the most clear cut one we've had, like you said, Mm -hmm. since the trout days. So um, super exciting. Great to be able to to talk about him. Uh, moving to number two, that, Steve, it looks like we both have consensus as well at number two, and that is Mr. One-Way Player for next year, Shohei Otani. So that's that's our working assumption here, right, Steve? Yes. Uh, we texted when we were putting these together. We're assuming that he is not
1: pitching next year. So even in like the NFBC formats or in fan tracks where you could use him as one player, or even in some in some leagues where you know you get both stats, no matter where he where he is, uh, we're assuming he is just a hitter. But that being said, he is good enough a hitter to be the second overall player, and ar- you know, you could make an argument too that he could be number one too for me. Um, but I would just put Acuna slightly ahead of him. But Otani's that good that I would put my KDSQ like the the Kentucky Derby style where you. Put your order in for where you want to draft, and then they do kind of a an order based on that. Um, I would put my order in 1 2, and then, you know, uh, depending on where I feel most comfortable, maybe towards the back end uh, of the first round to double up on hitters. But I would put Otani 1 2, um, my order 1 2 because of Otani and Acuna. Um,
2: they're yeah. that good. Yeah, it, it's fair. And under the hood, at least. Just scanning like plate discipline, not that much has changed. I mean, last year he he had reduced the strikeout rate already from, from 30% down to 24 It stayed there this year. He's taken walks a little bit more. It's really the batting average that for three years running now, it's like everyone's talked about how he's evolved as a pitcher. But in 2021, his average was 257. 2022, 273. This year, it's sitting at 307 right now. Uh, The pop has maintained he's probably going to eclipse his career high of 46 homers in 2021. Um, And the steals should be right around that, like, 20 to 30 range. It makes you wonder a couple things. I mean, the power, because he has yet to homer since the the UCL issue. Is that right? I think he might have had one, but he's still hitting. Uh, Yeah, I know he's getting doubles and triples. He hit a ball uh, like 118 miles an hour last night, you know. Yeah, so you would think the power is here to stay. The other question is just if he doesn't have to mentally think about Mm -hmm. pitching and focus on pitching, what would a step forward look like for Otani? Um, And I don't know the answer to that, Steve, but it's just like he's proven time and time again that he's not of this planet. So is this just going to be another chapter of him blowing us away by, you know, maybe he gets up to judge type of, of power output. Maybe he's the one who's hitting 335 like Acuna is this year. Like, I, I don't know what it looks like, but I do agree that just like the raw talent, uh, he's not as young as Acuna, but yeah, it'll be age 30 season and he's certainly not slowing down in terms of his production, talent, everything. So yeah, I couldn't agree more that the the KDS is one and two for Acuna Otani. Uh where where else do we want to go with Otani here?
1: Similar to you last year, I'll get in my privileged person complaint. Uh, I had Otani last year, which was, you know, he's definitely better pitcher last year. But, uh, you know, his last three years OPS was nine sixty four, eight seventy five, then ten seventy one. Of course, I had him for the eight seventy five OPS. He had thirty four mm-hmm. homers last year, and he's already got forty four with a month ago. So, um, I still love Otani's. My favorite player, if not one of my favorite players. Uh, But, yeah, I I also think there's an outside chance that, like, if he signs a one-year deal while he's recovering from TJ to, like, improve his value or pitch himself to a team, like, he could get, like, outfield eligibility if he plays a few games there since he doesn't have to worry about pitching. Um, I know before that DH rule where you could stay in as DH and pitcher that they made for him, he – played a few innings in the outfield and got outfield eligibility uh, in a few leagues, but um, I mean, he's, he's a freak. He could do whatever he wants out there. Uh, he could probably play shortstop if he wanted to, um, but I, I don't know. That's, that's just a fishing trip of mine. There's no uh, nothing I read or anything like that, but just the thought that came to mind that, you know, if he does get, if, and when he does get TJ, uh, maybe he could pitch himself to a team to try and provide some value that way, at least a, a few innings and maybe some sneak in some eligibility uh, that way. But, yeah, I, like this is the best underlying numbers of his career. Uh, a 20.1% Bauer rate. Um, I was actually second to 2021. That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, the K rate, walk rate, all – improve from last year best hard hit rate of his career um this guy is a, a unicorn and even if he's not pitching he is worthy of a top two selection in my book
2: yeah I think though compared to Acuna maybe the one thing with Otani is we'll probably watch the month of September with a closer microscope just with the the injury yeah but, mm-hmm. yeah I don't think we need to overblow that the fact that you know he was hitting one of the hardest balls he's hit in his career, like, days after is, is he, kind of He already, of he already
1: did it, right? Like, he, his 2019, he didn't um, pitch and was recovering from Tommy John, right? Um, I think that's correct. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah. a good point. And then he started pitching in 2020, and they shut that down and then fully became a pitcher in 2021 again. Um, but his 2019, he played 106 games, so he did miss some time there. He had 18 homers and an 8.48 OPS, so um, a little down um, from from what he did in, in the year before, too, before he had the surgery, so um, something to keep in mind, but I think he is a better hitter now than he was in 2019 as well.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, that's, that's indisputable, but I think just a little something yep, to watch definitely. and will be something we talk about all offseason along with the rest of the industry. The next guy, we have a split on for the third pick of the first round, uh, but we are going to take our first ad break, and we'll be
0: right back. This podcast is sponsored by Underdog. Want to make money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick the 2-5 players, get all your picks right, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PitcherList and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100 so you have some bonus cash to start playing with. Again, that's UnderdogFantasy.com or Underdog Fantasy in the App Store. Sign up with promo code PitcherList and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Must be 18-year-older, 19-year-older in Alabama and Nebraska, 21-year-older in Massachusetts and Arizona, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY. In Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789.
3: Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. Okay, so Steve, uh, not sure how much
2: weight we, we're going to put into the kind of this single-day prep, but we've got our first dispute here. So why don't you start us out with uh, your number three pick, and then I'll give mine, and we'll kind of dance around it.
1: I got Bobby Witt number three. Um, there was a lot of guys I considered for this spot. Um, I could see an argument for anywhere from like the third to like the eighth player, at least on my list that I have. Um, Yeah, this gets to, like, a tier for sure. But I think that Bobby Wood is just, like, maturing as a hitter. um, And, you know, the flaws in his game are slowly evaporating away. And I think he has the most upside to be similar to Acuna or Otani, right? Like, I think that if there isn't a number one overall player that isn't Acuna or Otani, I think it it could be Witt just because of the power and the speed and, you know, the the improving um, plate skills and batting average. Um, I know I was basically out on him last me, year. Yeah, but, I wanted
2: to razz you a little bit. But, What's changed? What's changed? He, he's
1: he's he is becoming like Nolan Arenado with forty steel speed uh, in my mind. Like the only flaw in Nolan Arenado's game was that he wasn't like a ten to twelve percent walk guy. I don't think that Bobby would ever will be that. And I, yes, that's going to keep his OPS down and his on base down, you know, in OBP leagues and somewhat deflate his real life value. But everything that we care about in this game um, of fantasy baseball that we know and love Bobby Witt is, is great at he hits homers. He steals bases and he is just getting better and better at that each year he's going to be 24 next year. Like I, I think we're going to see only more improvements. Like the, those flaws in his game, the chase rate um, and the whiff rate have just gotten better year over year from last year. Um, I think we'll see even more growth as he matures as a hitter. Um, sure. There's, there's some holes in the team context and the home park isn't great, but I mean, he's got 27 homers and 38 steals and he plays half his game in his Kauffman stadium this year. So, I don't really care about that. I think he's
2: he's that good. So I'll take Bobby Witt Jr. number three. Yeah, and the Royals should continue to improve. And and one thing that's kind of interesting, I know we're not to some of these other names yet, but his counting stats on the, the runs and RBIs actually look a notch mm-hmm. better than some of his peers. And that's surprising just with the, the OBP that you mentioned, which, by the way, is 179th in the league, um and then on top of that the fact that he plays with the royals you just wouldn't think that the counting stats would be above average compared to some other people of his ilk um yeah i think just what he's doing this year like the hard the hard contact rate is a lot better than it was last year um the steals like you mentioned steve is just clearly he's having fun with the new rules and base paths 38 steals it'll probably end up in the mid 40s so yeah he's one of the few guys who you could probably project out to 70 homers plus steals confidently part of me wonders i mean that it's great to see that the strikeout rate dropped from like 21 percent down to 18 um but the chase rate is still very concerning mm-hmm. um to where that you don't really see that chase rate match up with the strikeout rate but i guess that's just a testament of the fact that he's like a, a bad ball hitter in a way um yeah i mean I like it I, i'm i'm trying to be critical because i don't have him number three overall um but i think that he's a pretty much lock for for 30 30. in terms of true talent on batting average i guess 276 is where what he's hitting right now in his xBA they have it two ninety four, mm-hmm. but the xBA last year was 252. I don't i don't think you can split it but i don't know that i'm signing up expecting him to be like a two eighty five two ninety hitter i mean he he's made that big of an improvement this year um i don't know there's just part of me is not sold on on the profile from an average standpoint to where i, I still think i would probably peg him at like a two sixty five two seventy hitter thirty thirty with kind of a crappy offense but um that's almost the floor you know what i mean like i think it's not out of the realm to picture him going like 30-50 next year which is probably why i mean that's what you said this year on record is that i'm i'm low on Bobby Witt and yes he could turn around and look like the number one guy in the league and the upside is kind of what you're excited about with drafting Witt and years like this is kind of proving the point that at just 23 years old, there's a lot that he could still grow into. So, yeah, it's it's hard to knock it too much. I think he's definitely in this tier for me. I just don't know that he's, like, leading it for me.
1: In the minors, he had 295, 285, struck out, you know, 20, 24, 22% of the time, and took more walks. So I think that as his game matures at the MLB level, like I think his true talent is that 280, 290 uh batting average like I, I think there's only going to be growth as he adapts to what he needs to fix in his game like i don't see why that chase rate isn't going to get better um like it did this year the contact rate went up um it just you know i i don't see regression in any of those i i see growth and i see a superstar in, in the making, and I think that I want to be on that side and start to, okay, like, this is going to happen for this player. Um, you know, as far as the the chase rate, like, there's different situations. Like, there's two-strike chase rates, there's two-strike approaches, um, and he is that good of a hitter that he is able to, to, to do things like that, right? Like, he was still a first-rounder with a 722 OPS, and I think I, I personally got caught up in, in how low that number was, and it it made me miss out on, uh, you know, arguably the best fantasy year so far out of, uh, besides anyone named Acuna or Otani.
2: Yeah, no, it's fair. He he's not far. So so for me, I actually had uh, wit at my number five pick versus three that you had. So not too far off. Yeah. My yeah, no, not far off. My my number three. Um, which is probably influenced a, a little bit by kind of my f- uh, philosophy, where I I like average guys. I kind of run from some plate discipline guys. It, it can be home link setting. It's also kind of a old philosophy of like don't screw up your first round pick, a- and that's where I went here with number three with Mookie Betts, who himself is, is quietly having a, a terrific. Terrific season with a three fourteen batting average, thirty six homers, ten steals. So slowing down on the base paths for sure, Uh, but ninety four RBIs and and one hundred and twelve runs. So I think looking at these two side by side, we were just talking about how Wick could be a seventy home run plus steal guy. That said, Mookie is probably you are probably going to be lucky to get fifty home runs plus steals. Um, Having said that. He had 35 homers last year. He has 36 and counting this year through 125 games. And what's impressive about Mookie is if you look at his spray charts, it looks a lot different this year. Like he is just pulling the hell out of the ball, and it just looks like he has an absolute approach that he's taking here, and it's really working for him. A lot of the other stuff is is as good as it's always been, a 15.6% K rate, a 13% walk rate, so he's getting on base a ton, which is certainly helping the 112 runs scored. So I think you're probably, then on the average side, real quick, if you look at the past five years for Mookie Betts, he's kind of, the mean looks like it's like 290, 295. This year it was 315. So I think you're probably getting, in terms of expectations, 15 points of of batting average, maybe more. Um, And then the counting stats should be, you know, Notably more, maybe 10, 15, 20 percent more than than what Wits doing. But you're just trading off a ton of steals, which is obviously a huge part of five by five leagues. Um, but Mookie's only 30. So I think we kind of are writing him off too quickly. I know he had the injuries. I know that you were also a little ho-hum on Mookie, Steve. But when I look at the board, it's just one that it's like almost what Jose Ramirez was this year, and I know that didn't work out, but it's also like when you miss, you're not missing by much. And I think this is like your vanilla oatmeal pick that like, yeah, he might not finish one overall or even three overall, but he's probably going to finish top 10, top 12, and everything under the hood looks really good for, for Mookie as well. So um, thoughts on Mookie bets?
1: Yeah, I had him six. Um, I think the tiebreaker was just, the, the steals total, like bets is great for, for 10. I think he's a lock for like 10 to 15, essentially. That's what he's been the last five years, essentially. Um, but I also think that there might be a little bit of, of recency bias here just because he is having such an amazing year. Um, he has a 10-20 OPS. Um, that makes it pretty easy to forget that he had an eight seventy three and eight fifty four 54 um, the two years before that, which aren't horrible by any means. Like he was still a first rounder. Um, and he did have 35 homers and just 142 games last year and only played 122 games in 2021. Um, but I I wouldn't be surprised. Like I, I, I think that those years are possible outcomes, um, for Betts in 2024. Um, especially as he ages a little bit, um, You know, he bats leadoff that could sometimes, uh, you know, he had 82 RBIs last year um, and just (laughs) just um, 117 runs. I say that because he already has 112 this year. So he's going to finish with like what? Close to 130. Absolutely insane. Um, So, yeah, uh, I, I like it. I just think that there might be a little bit more upside, whereas like this was the year. Uh, for for the upside for Mookie Betts, it's hard to do that two years in a row. Like, and maybe I, I'm saying this because I got b- burnt n- burned on Paul Goldschmidt. I say that lightly because Paul Goldschmidt's still having a, a really good year, but it's not mm-hmm. the MVP year, um, right? Uh, I think that sometimes I think there might be an MVP tax um, on bets this year, and there might just be a little bit of regression, which is still really good. Like, yeah, you're not going to mess up your first round pick if you draft Mookie Betts, like. You know, even his 2021 where he had an 854 OPS was still really, really good. Um, so uh,
2: I agree and get, and get the logic. Yeah, I think it comes down to how you wait. Because it's like, it, it, to me, it, the sexy stats are homers and steals, right? Yeah. And a head-to-head so league, like it might when, not be that important, right, too, with with steals. So maybe you bump
1: bets up there, too.
2: Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, that's a good point compared to roto, but... Mm-hmm like what would the what would the gap need to be on runs and average for bets to to look better than than wit because wit's going to, be to look better it on needs, homers it and needs to be 30
1: sure. it needs to be 30 points of average and then like you know the 50 combined runs and RBI it
2: needs yeah, to be this, which is what it what it looks like this year yes yeah. um so yeah you're, it's a good point though that yeah it's not too far removed from from bets looking like Kind of a fringy back end first first rounder type type of yeah. Yeah, which is if that's your downside, that's a good first round pick. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It is. Okay. Well let's move let's move to number four, Steve, if you want to start us out. Uh this
1: one is probably the biggest controversy, at least in our little mock here, our little blind comparison. And definitely has the biggest reach for me, the reach feel. Um I have Fernando Tatis Jr. number four. Um I say that where he's coming off I think it's a it's a pretty massively disappointing season. Um Yeah. Like you're happy they stayed healthy, you're happy they played 113 games, like he's been pretty good for missing the first whatever twenty games of suspension, but it's just twenty homers. Twenty three steals is nice in, in the hundred thirteen games, but um you know, a seven eighty one OPS. Um a one ninety four ISO, like that's Tatis never had his his ISOs by year was two seventy two, two ninety five, three twenty eight, and then one ninety four. Yeah. Um, I think though my logic here is that this is this is Acuna from twenty twenty two. He had two that's surgeries. Def- yeah, he had he's coming off the suspension. The Padres have been an absolute dumpster fire. Um, like there's still a lot to like. About what Fernando Tatis does, and I think once you know, it's like with pitchers, right? Like there's a there's an old adage, like you know, Saris always says um, that you want the the pitcher the second year back from uh, Tommy John, right? Um, well, I want my hitter the second year back from uh, a torn ACL, a torn uh, shoulder surgery, uh, a wrist surgery. When Tatis said both, so um, I think that. You know, maybe there'll be a bit of a discount. Maybe I won't have to take him at four, um, but I still think that there's a lot to like under the hood with the with the batted ball metrics and the quality of contact, um, the chase and whiff rate. You know, they they've been bad in in the years that he has been the best player in baseball. So, um, you know, I, I, I he's he's underperforming his x xba his x slug. The uh, there, there's some luck factor in there. But the hard hit percentage, the the max EV, um, the barrel rate are still really good. And I think they're only going to get better as he uh, enters his age 25 season and becomes a year further away from the steroid suspension and, more importantly, the surgeries.
2: Yeah, there are positive stories for sure on cutting the strikeout rate from from 28 down to 22. Uh yeah, like you mentioned, the the XBA is at a two ninety two. He's hitting two sixty three. He also X-lecs learned a new a position, 32 and and, yeah. and became yeah, a really a good, good fielder.
1: He's at ninety seven percentile above average and in, in right field. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, and the I mean, it's been one of those things where the, it's just been a mess for the Padres this year too. So, some of that's probably playing in. That said, um, what do we make of? like are you reading into any of the the lazy narrative on on the steroids the barrel rate dropped from 2021 at 21 percent down to 11.5 percent no uh the hard hits down a little bit but not nearly that much do you think this is more surgery related than anything kind of tinfoil hat that he never had pop
1: i don't think steroids give you a 10 percent boost in barrel rate like you know that's a that's a miracle drug that's not steroids um i think it. i think it's the i think it's the surgeries i think it's uh the first year back um from the injuries and and two major procedures uh two of the worst procedures that you could have as as a as a hitter right shoulder and wrist those are those are scary things um yeah but i think give it some time and 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 he could get back to that elite elite bowel rate
2: so I overlooked Tatis doing this blindly and looking at and just not thinking about Tatis. So I do believe he will be a first rounder Mm -hmm. in in almost any league. Where he slots in is interesting. Had I been thinking of him, I don't know if he would have been fourth for me, but I think he would have been in this tier, Steve. I don't think he would be end of the the first round for me. I
1: I think that might be
2: pretty high on him. Maybe, Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the fact that
1: we haven't seen ADPs and stuff, maybe he will be this high but
2: okay uh, let let me let me come back to i think i would probably have him rounding out this middle tier got it and definitely leading before like the nine through 12 tier for for me but yeah we'll see where he's obviously one that he has a good preseason, and he would just shoot up boards so uh we know tatis is uh you know Kind of neck and neck with Acuna in terms of perception of, of raw talent and everything. Uh, mine is kind of of that ilk as well, though. And it's Julio Rodriguez, who I have. And Rodriguez, at four. you know, man, like looking at him next to Witt was really fascinating. He's He's got him on batting average a little bit with the 286 average. 24 homers, 35 steals, and uh, the counting stats are are better, too. 82 runs, 87 RBIs, and counting. And probably most impressive that a lot of people who, who have rostered Julio Rodriguez can attest to is just how frosty the start of his year was with a, a pre-All-Star uh, batting average of .249, and it's been 365 since then. I know that you can kind of put too much weight into to splits and everything, but he was ice cold for sure. And it took him a long time to get going. And now we're looking at, you know, seven homers is August is pretty much his best month of the year. It is with a a 1200 OPS, uh, seven homers and 11 steals. So just watching him, seeing him at like the home run derby, he's still just 22 years old. Like, I don't think he's far off from that Acuna Tatis class of like power speed. And, for me, it's just, I don't know why, because he actually strikes out a little bit more than Witt. Um, for some reason, I feel like the floor is higher for for Julio Rodriguez. Maybe that's not fair, um, but certainly another guy who could go 70 home runs plus stolen bases. Um, so I have J-Rod at four. Uh, your thoughts, Steve? I have him at five, so
1: um, pretty much locks up in you with you there. Um, maybe because you know he hasn't really had uh a quote unquote bad batting average year um he's at two eighty four and then I he's hitting two eighty six this year I know he's like been like thirty for his last forty to, to raise his average uh to two eighty six it was looking like it was going to be a rough year but i I think it's splitting hairs honestly it's just a slight preference and i i would not be i would be totally fine drafting j-rod uh in the first round like this top end it's the first time in 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 years where i really think you want to be towards the top end of the draft just because there's so much talent there like if you have the fifth slot and j-rod's left like that's a great place to be um like just his line right now if the season ended today with 24 homers 35 steals if you would have signed up for that uh in the beginning of the season. Um, uh, but there's still a month to go. So he he could hit his way to thirty thirty two, even like a thirty forty season um is not out of, out of question. Uh another guy that it's like Witt, like, I can only see him getting better. Um he's made some improvements in the in the strikeout department. Um you know whiffed a little bit less, it's still part of his game but that's okay like a lot of guys swing and miss uh when when they're that good a hitter so it's not a um it's not a death sentence by any means um the bower rates down a little bit um but not by much um and you sort of would would take it with the 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 trade in in average and and steals for him with what he's been doing right now so i like j-rod a lot um
2: and just one pick behind you with my fifth slot Anything to add on why you have wit above J Rod, Steve?
1: Yeah, I think that there is some more power potential with with wit. I think that if J Rod's ceiling is like thirty, wits might be forty at least right at this moment. Um, I think he also is a little bit more aggressive on the base paths, like. There was that period last year in the second half where J. Rod like just didn't steal. Um, I know it's kind of been put to bed this year with his thirty-five steals, and especially with how much he's ran recently. Um, it's it, it just it, it's it's splitting hairs. It's, it's just a slight preference uh, that I'd lean wit, um, but you mm-hmm. you know you could easily convince me the other way around. But I just think there's a little bit more power upside with wit and a little bit more stolen base upside, at least aggressiveness for, for width.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I, I think I'm looking—I mean, position is kind of a, a throwaway because also, yeah, short that's, and outfield. That's, that's, that's true. Both pretty deep, but it's always nice to, to kind of shore up. Although this year we were kind of griping about outfield getting shallow fast. Um, I think Rodriguez got a little bit better of a lineup context, which— to me, I feel more confident in the runs plus RBIs. But, yeah, they're very, very similar. And I think another player fits in really closely with them uh, to where I, I look at those three as kind of a three-pack that we'll get to in a second. But first, Steve, let's uh, jump to your next pick uh, if you, if we want to look at the sixth slot for both of us here. So I had bets, which
1: we talked about at six, so we don't need to spend too, too much time there. Um
2: so. Okay, and I had Wit. I had Wit at fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, again to recap, Steve's got Acuna, Otani, Wit, Tatis, J Rod, Betts. I have Acuna, Otani, Mookie, J Rod, Wit, and then a new name on the list, which kind of this one yeah. could spark a little discussion. Aaron Judge is who I have at six, who obviously um, not what we were hoping for, but a, a season where he's had a hip strain. A, a toe strain, um, just obviously the Yankees. It's been a dumpster fire this year, but all that to be said, Judge is uh at 29 home runs in 79 games, so very much still <laughs> on pace for 50, 60 homers. Uh, after he did it last year with the 311 batting average, that's probably the thing that when you look at 2021, he hit 287. Last year he hit three eleven. This year the batting average is down to a two sixty-three. Um, now his XBA is a two ninety one. So the the BABIP hasn't been great there, but all of like the hard hit metrics, every everything still looks very much like Aaron Judge. Uh the Ks have ticked up just a tiny bit. Um, but yeah, like the the barrel rate is twenty-seven point eight. It's ridiculous. Um age thirty-one. Maybe we're, we're starting to say you're on the wrong side of 30, but like, what does that actually mean for a guy who's? I, I mean, I guess recently he's. I mean, as recent as last year, he stole 16 bases. This year, just three on four attempts. So the steals are maybe moving out of his game, which which hurts around the rest of these yeah, names. Yeah, that was but a con- that was a contract year thing.
1: The steals, yeah.
2: Yeah. So um, that's pretty much as much as I'll go into with judge, I just feel like there are still chapters for him of pure greatness. And I I would not be shocked at all. If we saw 55 60 Homer year where he hits close to 300. So, um, I threw judge at six here, but he's definitely smack in the middle of this tier that I would say is like three to eight or three to Mm -hmm. nine. Um, but your
1: thoughts on Judge? Steve? I have him in my first round. I'd probably bu- jump bump him up. Uh, doing this exercise again, the only thing that Judge did wrong this year uh, is run into that wall in, in Dodger Stadium and, and right. strain his tail. That that's it. Like, sure, yeah, there was a hip injury, and I think you have to account for at least budget yourself for at least one IL stint a year. Like, think about this. Like, yeah, peak. Kershaw or like just off his peak Kershaw where like he was still the best player. You just had to, or best pitcher. You just had to budget in like, you know, two to three missed starts or something like that. Um, yep. Judge is still like the best there in baseball. You just have to budget in probably 15 missed games, which I don't think is that big a deal because he can hit 50 homers in 140 games.
2: Are you going to be interested and Judge in first rounds, or are yes. you taking a pass next yes, year? Yes, okay, I
1: will, be.
2: I will be. Yeah, I think there might we might see a, a decent discount with, you know, how many of the, the youngsters are moving up in this range. I don't know that you'll have to get him at six.
1: I wasn't interested in him this year, and despite that actually being correct because he's only played 78 games so far, I don't think that was a good process. Like, yes, I was, I was right in the sense that, uh you know uh, the I, results I, yes yeah. the results are that he missed a really good chunk of time but when he's been on the had he not missed that time which i know that's a ridiculous thing to say and the reason why i'm right or you know was right not to take him um is because of the injury risk but he has just been so good um when he plays that like i think it's worth it and i don't think it's fair to knock him for sort of a freak injury even though you know the the two years before that he played 157 games 148 like i think that's that's right in line with what what he would have played had he not like banked his knee into the wall or banked his toe into the wall which i don't think you should penalize him too much for
2: yeah he could he could definitely be in the, the 60 home runs plus steals with no steals and on top of that, he could lead all of these names in RBIs. He could hit 300. I think all of those things are still true for Judge. So, yeah, might be a nice discount because, again, I, I don't know that you'll have to grab him at six. Um, Steve, let's do one more uh, from, from each of us here uh, before our next break. Who do you have at, at seven? At seven, I have Kyle Tucker,
1: um, like the metronome. Yes. Uh, of, of the first round um he is just so so solid i think last year was a clear out like a, a clear outlier with average um i think he took a step forward from 2021 he had 294 in 2021 had 294 again this year was 257 last year but he had just a 261 BABIP, um where his career BABIP has been um much higher it's been around 300 in all the years but his rookie year um I think he's a lock for 30-30. He's at 26-26 right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think Tucker is uh, a, a guy that, you know, may not have the 50-homer upside of Acuna or, 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 or Otani, uh, or even, like, the 40-homer upside of those two players, or the 50-steel upside of Witt or Julio, but he is like a lock for 30 and 30 with a good average and a, a, a group being in a great lineup. Um, doesn't have any of those injury concerns of, of any of these players. He's, he's been you know a model of consistency these last three years, uh, even, even four years being back to the, the short season. Um, I, I really like Tucker and think that he is like a perennial underrated first-round player if that makes any sense.
2: Yeah, definitely. I know we we talked about him quite a bit. He was my bold prediction to to finish one overall this year. Got off to a slow start. Obviously, it would have been impossible with what Acuna is doing. Um, But it's been a weird year for the Astros anyway, with just the the health and Alvarez, Altuve, all that stuff. And now I think it's, it's probably overlooked that Dusty Baker's got him hitting cleanup. And he's just been planted in that sixth slot for like three years straight. So I know the 79 runs, when you look at the whole stat line, is where you're like, you know, it's solid, especially when you think there's still a month to go. But for a guy who has like the, you know, that can steal 26 bases, you would hope that he would be a lock for like 100 runs. Hopefully next year um, he can just keep this spot in the batting order. And yeah, I think this is a 30-30 Two ninety guys. So yeah, the metronome is exactly right. I know I talked at the start of the season with you, Steve, about how I was surprised how good his plate discipline was. I think on a lot of the PLV stuff, he was like number one mm-hmm. in uh like plate decisions, and it looks like that's still improving. Where he cut his strikeout one. rate even more. Yeah, thirteen yeah, percent strikeout. strikeout rate, and the walk rate is eleven point six. Best of his career. Uh, he's yeah, he's entering his age 27 season next year, which is the power prime. Um, you would like to see him take a step forward, no question, on, on power, just because he's been able to do what he's done for several years now. Um, but yeah, this is, this is another one that's probably... I guess it's safe to look at this next to Mookie and say... What's the difference? Like, why Mookie over him? And I I guess the answer would be, to date, you're getting 30 more runs, and you can probably count on 10, 15 points more batting average. But, again, if Mookie's going to top out at, like, 45 home runs plus steals, and we know that Tucker is good for 60— uh, I'm already starting to question how I how I position these guys because I do think Tucker. Yeah, a lot. and I don't.
1: Uh, I, I know Mookie's having the amazing year and, and hitting 315, but I don't know. I think that that's a little bit more of an outlier. I can see Mookie hitting anywhere from like 260 to to 280, 290, more realistically, um, sort of where he's been in the years past. So, um, the Tucker's probably in that range too. Um, this is probably on, on the higher end of, of Tucker out of Batting average too, but I think uh, the steals um, are, are are convincing for me, and I would probably flip flop Tucker and bats, um six seven for me. Uh, going back, yeah, to
2: it's it's fascinating because as we get through more of these names, it's like they're in the same grouping when we talk about like three to nine in terms of overall value, mm-hmm. but the makeup is so different. We're like three of them. are sizzling youngsters and then three of them are like super chalky vanilla production so it's almost like you want to look at what's there in round two and round three to decide Mm -hmm. how much volatility versus just super solid floor you want in the first round if you're in pick three to nine the more
1: we i think about this the the more it's like i kind of want to just set my kds like one two and then like 9 to Eight. 9 to 3 <laughs> and like be cool with any of those picks and like you know if i get 9 i have an earlier pick in the second round um if i get 3 like sweet
2: yeah yeah definitely uh so to move over to my 7th pick uh it's kind of the opposite end of the spectrum where we're talking about the metronome this one kind of rounds out what i would call like a mini grouping with uh, Bobby Witt Jr., Julio Rodriguez, and now I've got Corbin Carroll uh, who himself, age 23, coming off of what's clearly the best year of his, his short career with 23 homers, 40 steals, 281 average, 96 runs, so leading that group, but then 65 RBIs way on the other side. So batting aver- or batting order, definitely playing there. Uh, the, the D-backs have had an up and down season, but they're definitely not like a, a lineup minus. Um, I think you might put J-Rod and Corbin Carroll at the top of like lineup context and then Wit beneath them just in terms of the team around them. But uh, yeah, Corbin Carroll has slowed down a little bit in terms of power. Uh, I don't have like the ISO splits in front of me, but he had 18 homers pre-All-Star and has had just five since. Um, but the speed has been right on pace. So this is probably like a, I mean, it's going to end up looking like 25, 45, something in that range. Um, in the batting average that's probably in between wit and, and J Rod, although they're right all around kind of that 280 to, if, if we're buying that for wit, they're probably all around 280 in terms of expectations. Um, So, yeah, I mean, Corbin Carroll is definitely in this mix. Uh, Curious, Steve, where you have him. He's obviously uh, just 23, so the best might be yet to come here. Uh, I wouldn't put it past him to have an Acuna-like stolen base season where he could even get up to, like, 60. Carroll would
1: be much higher for me if it weren't for the fact that his second-half downturn. Um, coincided with that shoulder injury scare where he swung and left the game and missed only like a few days. But he was quoted as saying that he thought his season was over. Um, it looked scary. It looked like one of those shoulders that like shoulder injuries that. That, like Michael Conforto had where he just swung the bat and like the shoulder went dead and then he missed a full year. Um, so he would be much higher for me if that scare didn't happen and it didn't coincide with a, a drop in – Know, the power output that being said he has picked it up a bit at at least a little at least recently um i think he's you know hit a few homers yeah he had homers on the 26th and 27th um but yeah that was his first homer since the 13th august 13th so yeah he's just got three homers in august which is which is concerning um so, yeah, and then there was two homers uh, post-All-Star break in July. Uh, you know, maybe if if there's reports in spring that he's fine and there's no, like, you know, recovery or, or small procedure or anything that he needs to have, um, maybe I'll be able to bump him up. But I'm still slightly concerned. That being said, yeah, if there's any player that could have, like, a year what Acuna is doing now, it's probably Carroll uh, with like a 30 home or 60 steal season um that's probably him but uh I, i'm just a little little scared off um by the shoulder injury and hey maybe that maybe that's uh that's a fault i was, I was scared off by bets last year with that that hip injury um, that never really bothered him last year so um maybe i'm just being a little too cautious but I still have Carroll in my in my top twelve in this twelve-team first round, so
2: um, I'm just a little concerned about the shoulder. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. It's interesting that all three of them, their home ballparks. Like you, like look at look at Carroll. He hits to all fields, but you look at uh, like Chase. You look at Kaufman. You look at uh, Petco. Petco, Safeco, always flip them. Safe go, and now it's um, now
1: go. it's like T-Mobile Field or something like that.
2: Oh yeah, right. Um, I think actually, Carroll has the best. home Yeah, but park uh, for since, they were, since they removed the, or added the Humidor
1: in Arizona, it's been a lot more pitcher friendly. Um, yeah, why, one of, so, why can't one of these like guys it, play it, in like, like Coors or Yankee Stadium or something? You know, <laughs> right
2: that would be a big mover but uh yeah I, I i think those three are just fascinating boom bust ones compared to uh bets and and tucker i don't know like those
1: that. guys those guys seem to have pretty high floors
2: too though right like i
1: don't know it just seems i mean it's just it's know?
2: just track record yeah, um right yeah yeah you know it's like sometimes i don't know when you look back at like some of the horror stories of the past, right? Like Bellinger or something Mm -hmm. like we never thought it could come down. But when you, when you are just 23, 24, it's like they have yet to really go through speaking of shoulder, tough struggle. Yeah. 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 But it's like, I, I look at a guy like Kyle Tucker who two seasons in a row has had a really bad first half. And it's like, he always writes the ship and you would, you would hope that, any of those guys, I guess J-Rod did. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree, Steve, that like they're as exciting as they are. It does feel like there's a high floor <laughs> just for how good they are. So yeah. maybe, maybe that's uh, just talking through this. The upside is probably worth it for the youngsters just because they could go off and have like a one overall season. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Okay. We got the uh, back half here, uh, or the back third of the first round, but we're going to take our second ad break, and we'll be right back.
3: When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat, but Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat, and that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com. That's n-o-o-m.com to sign up for your trial today.
2: All right. So Steve, uh, do you want to set us off with your number eight, which should dovetail in because my number eight was Tucker. Um, so we can we can talk about the same name here. You got him eight, I got him nine. Freddie Freeman. Um Man, what what a
1: what a career, Freddie Freeman's put them together. It's like he doesn't get, he deserve to be he, higher than yeah, this too? Yeah, it's probably. just like, and like this is the highest he's ever going to go. Like and it, he'll probably right. be
2: around around this spot, I would think. Talk uh, about the metronome, dude. Like yeah. this guy is Hall of Fame. Like and if you, maybe like, our if, lifetime if you like your batting, if you like
1: your batting average, like the last three years of batting average: three thirty-seven, three twenty-five, three hundred. Oh wow, bad year. Uh, three forty-one, two ninety-five, three oh nine. Like. He is just unbelievable. Yeah, it doesn't get better. Uh, doesn't slug below 500.
2: Uh, he is, like, I think if he, I mean, he's, if he retired. He's handmade for my league because we count doubles yeah. in our league yeah. and, like, strikeouts and walks. Like, he's, he is, like, a perennial number one on my settings. But, yeah, continue. If, if he, he retired, retired
1: this year, would he be in the Hall of Fame? Uh, I, I think so.
2: Uh, the, what? Fourteen seasons. Uh, two thousand hits. I don't know. It, it would be it would be a fringy one. Three hundred sixteen homers. That the the career batting average is three hundred one. He's yeah. definitely like nine hundred two career OPS. Like, I mean, I, I don't know. I would have a hard time keeping him out. Maybe I'm a little biased, but I think he's a few seasons. Just, but it, that's he can be fine for a few seasons. Yeah. Uh, if he just finishes out his many? career, like yeah, he's a Hall of Fame. Does he just have the? What's his World Series resume? Just I one? Don't know if he has one. When did Atlanta win theirs? Didn't he get? Didn't he get theirs the and then and then walk right after that? Won the World Series in twenty twenty one over the okay. Houston Astros. Yep, yep.
1: Yep. So he's got he's got a ring.
2: So just the one. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a That's a big one in Atlanta because yeah. he went through kind of the down years. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Freddie Freeman, man. Like, is there another player like in our lifetime of fantasy drafts? His mean pick is probably like Four, nine through twelve. Yeah, yeah, like fourteen, and I'm that's where we got him here. Yeah. But yeah, I, I so getting into the actual you know analysis, the three thirty seven batting average is video game. Um, you would think it has to come down a little bit. His XBA is three twenty one, which is insane, and his XBA has been really high in recent years just because he hits the ball. Uh, You know, like his line drive rate is nuts. His plate approach is incredible with a 16% strikeout rate. Um, The steals are what's really Mm -hmm. booing him up. Like if we believed in the steals, because he's got 24 homers, 17 steals this year, which with the new rules, with the base paths, all that stuff... Um, it's not nothing that he's attempted 18 steals this year. But he's he's going to be in his age 34 season, so I don't know that we can look at this as like a 25-15 guy, which I think is what holds him down. Because everything else with the the runs, the RBIs, the average, it's just he's he's kind of a B grade on both pop and speed, which I think is what keeps him down here. It's just... the the most solid floor as you're going to find.
1: Yeah. I think he's pretty much, you know, he's he's not a, he's not a zero in stolen bases. Like I think he is good for 10. He had 13 last year with, with the, with the, um, old stolen base rules. So, um, and who knows, maybe there's a little bit more Homer upside, um, at least there there was this year when he only had 21 last year and twenty four this year. Um, so you know he could creep up close to thirty and I could see him being like twenty five, 10, three thirty again next year, which you know is uh is pretty awesome. Um, like talk about like a safe pick like Freddie Freeman is that
2: Yeah, and in terms of lineup context or uh, uh, position, this is the first corner. That yeah. we've talked about? Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: First, first. So that win. could factor yep. in for sure. Witt might have third okay. base eligibility, I, I think, um, in some leagues. I'll, I'll look up what the number of games that he's played um, at third yeah. this year. Right now, he's played. Uh, oh, no. Witt has not played third
2: this year, so he is just going to be shortstop next year, um,
1: which is interesting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it would be nice to see if Freddie could go on a little power binge in September. I think I could scoot him up ahead of a a name or two. But short of that, I think you're really drafting kind of the the average more than anything here and knowing that the position works there. But when you look at everybody else and we're saying home runs plus RBIs and we're saying 50 or for some of these guys 60 or for Acuna like 100 – then you look at Freeman and you're like, yeah, you can kind of pencil in 40. So there's a definite drop off there, mm-hmm. which is the only thing. But whatever, you're still loving what you're getting from from Freddie Freeman. Um, so that was your number eight, Steve. Uh, my number eight was Tucker. My number nine was Freeman. So let's go to your number nine, who is actually just out of my top 12. So I have a, I have a soft spot for this
1: player. Uh, I don't know if I've ever really rostered him in, like, my home league or, like, a league that I've you know, cared about a ton. Um, I, I, I definitely have him in a few spots uh, in NFBC, although I haven't done great there, so maybe that, that that's more telling. Um, my number nine <laughs> is Jordan Alvarez. Um, yeah, talk about a zero in speed, but I think that they're – and it's hard to to say this cuz we haven't seen it but i think that there is a judge 50 homer 60 homer season in in that bat like it's him and judge that are like the two best hitters i think on the planet um and jordan may have more injury risk than judge considering he's been out for more soft tissues he doesn't play the field really as much um, it's never anything freak accident that like judge has it's more like oblique or his knees um, which you know maybe he's a little bit more past those knee issues um, his hand which was a concern last year right and heading into this season mm-hmm. um, but I think he is just that good of a hitter that the upside is there like uh, a 283 iso uh, 23 homers in 86 games like it's him and judge that could do that sort of stuff um and he also i think has a higher batting average floor um than judge um with hitting 293 this year 306 last year um like his ops floor to me is like 950 um which yeah. is just amazing um i know there's no speed and i know there's probably more injury risk than than you would hope and to be honest, I would probably flip flop him and Judge. Judge, I have tenth, um, which you know we already talked about, so I don't we don't have to go into it. But I still really like Jordan. He's definitely a consideration in the back end of the first round for me, for sure.
2: Yeah, he's such a temptation there. Like if he's available, because I'm with you that like watching him when he's on the field, when he's healthy, he, he really is one of the best hitters in the game. Um, plate discipline's great just everything about like the barrel rate, the launch angle, like it, it comes with the average. Like it just feels like almost like a, I don't know, like like, a,
0: like if you
1: were to build a, a, a hit, if you were to build a hitter in a lab, you would build your Don Alvarez.
2: Yeah. He reminds me of like the old, some of the old school mashers, like a Carlos Delgado or Cliff Floyd, or like somebody just crushes the baseball. Um, my, my thought, I mean, obviously injury is a thing. So, just to like play it out. If you draft him, what number of games are you happy with? Like a 140, forty one one thirty? I'd be happy with one thirty. His his one thirty five.
1: His twenty twenty two. Okay. Because so, I think there's so there's, this, there's more home outside.
2: Yeah. So Than this 30, year 70, 80, 80. he played what the 80s, 86, 86 is where he's at. Yes. Yeah, so the, there's eighty seven. There's what thirty games so left. Or you know, call thirty for for most teams. Okay, so then this would be sixty four percent of what you're hoping for next year. So I just want to tease out the the twenty three homers. So for what you're hoping for, it it would land at a thirty six homer, yeah, pace that, at least what year. he's done this year. Yeah. Like, so two ninety two average, thirty six homer. Yeah. So like you said last year, that would be. Pretty much two seasons in a row, he's on pace for like 37 homers. He hit two, 306 last year, 292 this year. So he's probably, you know, safely, I think you could call him like a 295, 300 hitter, 36 homers, uh, 100, 100. Like it is really, really good. Maybe, I just don't know next to all of these other... Like, what is the upside that he maybe plays fifty games?
1: Maybe I'm also too blinded by the 27 homers and 87 games in 2019 in the rabbit ball. Maybe that's yeah. clouding my hope for a 50 to 60 homer season and his his high end might be more like 45. Um, maybe, Which is great. Yeah, like a 300,
2: yeah. it just calls into question, like, is that just more... An early second round guy compared to to some of the just because he's a zero in speed yeah. and, is and at least in, where where my head's and at and the injury injury risk yeah you're probably right but I know you love the guy yeah. and I I did have him written down here and then I started looking at other names and I was like oh he's just he's like first four out for me at least um, okay so that was your number nine I had Freddie Freeman at nine uh, so then I go to number ten where you have Judge, but I have a name we have yet to talk about, which is Jose Ramirez. It's another one that is uh, very much a fixture in the first round at this point. Uh, I was particularly high on J-Ram this year. I think I might have actually taken him one overall in the too early pitcherless mock draft. And it's just been, you know, minus the, uh, you know, down goes Anderson, (laughs) a, a pretty quiet year for Jose Ramirez. Uh, 21 homers, 22 steals, 277 average, uh, runs RBIs right now, 77 runs, 71 RBIs. Um, He has played, yeah, pretty much all games minus like the suspension. So I don't know. I mean, last year we saw a 30-20 year where he hit 280. This year it's looking like it's going to be around like 25-25, 280. Um. This is, I mean, I I guess last year the the 126 RBI is what has really dropped off to where this year that's probably going to be in the double digits, as well as the runs. So this is like the most boring pick in the first round, right? At age going into his age 31 season, like I'm not that excited if I got J Ram, other than the fact that I'm addressing third base, um, and it's not hurting me in any categories. But it, it what, is, what but I think? still think it's a good pick. Like it, it's it's not, it's, good, it's for
1: Boring, sure. but it's not good. It's not bad. Uh, what, what I mean to say, and I also think that you know he's he's put up much higher WRC plus totals over the last three years that I, I could see him having uh, a, a bit of a bounce back where he pushes that slug closer to to 500 than the 486 and the OPS uh, above 850. Um, and if he does that while well, doing twenty five twenty five like that makes a difference in the margins of a first round pick um you know he he is getting older so maybe uh you know we we adjust expectations down um a little bit he's turning thirty one next month so um he'll be thirty two by the end of the next season um but you know I, he's a guy that that pulls fly balls and I could see this being a bit of an outlier and and him creeping towards the 30, 35 homers. Uh, Again, I would not be surprised if he does have that
2: next year. Yeah. He's got a tricky uh, stat cast profile as well. I mean, for one, we haven't talked about the fact that his strikeout rate is 10% and his walk rate Mm is 10%. So that's amazing. What's weird is, the last two years, his barrel rates dropped off quite a bit. And the hard hit rate is kind of, you know, around average, if not above average. So it's just, it's interesting to me, Steve, his XBA is actually a 298 this season above his 277. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, he must be, you know, crushing the ball or have an insane line drive rate. And he really isn't. So I don't know if just his BABIP is super... Super low. Um, but, yeah, it is a little alarming that, like you said, it'll be age 32 by the end of next season, and he has a below-average barrel rate. So I don't know that 30 homers, uh, I mean, unless it's just the fact that sometimes it doesn't always uh, track with, like, pole fly ball. Yeah, he's a pole
1: fly ball guy. That, that's that's what I was yeah. going to say. Like so that's when, kind he, of when he hits his homers, he pulls them down the line, um, especially from the left side. Um, so I, I'm not, you know, you know, Jose Ramirez Bowery isn't it. like yeah. the thing that I, that I look at, like his career high was 11.1, um, in 2021, which is good, but like, he's always been like a five, eight, sixes and they've been, they've been really good years in there. Right. Um, like okay. that. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe the fact that the max it's EV a is solid down, pick, but I, yeah
2: but I don't know. Yeah. I I do think this is, this discussion here though, is why I'm kind of saying, give me three to nine. Like sure. there's just a little sure. bit less, you know, warm and fuzzy when I get to like the third or fourth round. And I'm like, who's my first rounder? Like go back and look at your roster. And it's like, again, it's nice to address a corner, um, but I'm not as jacked as, as a lot of the other names. So, Okay, we're running a little long. So, Steve, you've got J. Ram at 12. So you did have him rounding out Mm -hmm. your your first round. Um, You had Judge at 10. You had Corbin Carroll at 11. Um, So here's where, had I known that Tatis Jr. existed when I made my (laughs) list, I, I would have moved Luis Robert out. Got it. Um, and I know the White Sox are brutal. Uh, but Luis Robert, like, you know, if, if you did just like the, th- he's at 35 homers, 17 steals, 271 on the batting average, and his runs and RBIs for how bad is the, the White Sox have been should kind of total up by the end of the year at like probably 170. Um, this is a, a really big year for, for Robert. I know the strikeout rate has gone backwards from what we we're excited about, and it's kind of an achievement that he's, that he's played 127 games. But you've got him in the second round. I probably, from this exercise, have him at like an early second rounder. Um, but just talk to me about Luis Robert, what you're seeing here, if you're going to be interested in any shares next year. Maybe this is my Bobby Witt error,
1: but... The plate skills just scare me off of, of Luis Robert uh, too much. I, I can't take a guy who strikes out close to 30% of the time um, that doesn't walk that much, that doesn't have that batting average floor, and a guy that chases and makes as, 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 as little contact as he does. The chase rate's improve, but it's still at 42.8%, and that's uh, the bottom 5% of the league. Um, the contact is is also uh, also down there in the, the bottom tenth percentile of the league, twelfth percentile of the week. Um, so, a, as good as he is, and as tantalizing as the, the home run totals and, and the steals are, there's too much plate discipline risk for me. That being said, I will definitely be I will definitely take him in, in the early stages of the second round
2: can totally see yeah. why
1: he's considered a, a first-rounder.
2: Yeah, I think um, this this calls back to me, like, I forget. I mean, it was probably a year and a half ago and on Rates and Barrels, Eno and DVR were talking about this type of profile and how when you're younger, when you have elite bat speed, it can make up for mm-hmm. some of the poor decision-making skills, and then that kind of bites you when you get closer to thirty and beyond, which is you know, we've talked about this for a Rosa Reina and Adelise Garcia, but Robert at just age twenty-six, like I do think when you when you draft Robert, he's gonna be like a a play for the overalls uh, for NFBC because when you draft Robert, it's at a spot in the draft where there won't be any guys left that could get sixty or seventy homers plus steals. And his career batting average is 283. Uh, like he ha- Across 68 games in, in 2021, he hit th- 338, which is crazy. 284 last year, 271 this year. So I'm trying to learn a little bit from me sprinting away from a Rosarena and Adelis, And it feels like this might be the one that yeah. I know it's process over results a little bit. Um, you know, going back to the little piranha question of old. But... Um, man, yeah. This like if the if the White Sox actually had a good season, this could look like 40-25 forty twenty five hundred hundred with a two seventy batting average. Yeah, and who knows and if he's like, who knows yeah, if he's on it, the
1: White Sox next year.
2: Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and yeah, in a points league, less interested because of the issues you brought up. But in five by five, like this is kind of everything you're looking for. So. That's Robert. Um, I think we were in agreement there that kind of early second round. Last thing is we didn't talk about a pitcher, Steve. Um, It kind of killed me to throw Garrett Cole at 12, but I do figure that one pitcher will make it. And while the strikeouts have been down for him uh, compared to like a Spencer Strider, even Kevin Gossman, which was my kind of challenge, bold prediction on Gossman over Cole this year, Garrett Cole's like, ratios still stand out with like sub three era the whip is you know i don't have it in front of me but it's like 106 or something and a lot of those other guys are like 115 in that range so yeah it's uh do you think we'll have any pitchers in the first round i guess and if so do you think it's cool yes and no i think it should be spencer strider
1: if i were to take a picture in the first round um, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for strikeouts and and that's the guy That's the guy who strikes out 40% of the batters he faces now or whatever 38% of the batters he faces so give me Strider if I were to take a pitcher in the first round I wouldn't but if I would it would be Strider
2: I love it yeah this is a head in the heart thing I, I would never draft Cole for some reason I just don't like the guy um, but <laughs> Strider, Strider could very well be be there. I think he's already at like 240k, so that by the end of the year should be well above uh, the 250 mark, and he'll probably be alone in that company. So, love it, man. That's a that's a long show, but this was fun. Uh, I don't know if if you guys are tuning in, you want us to hit any uh, other topics? Yeah, okay. but this was therapeutic more than anything for steve and i or guys
1: that we missed that you think should be in the first round i know we had some fringe guys here that you know we're an hour and a half into this set uh, this episode so we, we're not going to get into it but maybe we'll save it for a future episode uh, or, or, or uh, some off-season prep there so uh yeah excited i mean uh, this is our last episode of august we're we're, we're in september now so <laughs> Getting into, I love that. It's like, yeah, we're excited. Yeah, like, I, well, no, we, we talked eight, about it last year. Away. We talked about it last year, right? Like when we started doing diving into prep, like it, it was a fun time. Like the season's such a grind to like to get into a different mode it, it is super fun. So it was nice to do this. It
2: is, and it, it happens pretty fast where like the trends start formulating, and you know, it's not that much different between October and january so like it's yeah it is a lot of fun and a shameless plug for you guys to hang with us all off season so appreciate you guys hanging with us on a very long show in uh the the ending hours of august happy september if you guys are still grinding in your leagues best of luck to you we will be on every thursday the rest of the way uh and feel free to email or tweet anytime uh, you can email the show winsabovefantasy at gmail.com on twitter we're at winsabovepod. i'm at van underscore verified and steve is at stav 8818 that rounds us out for episode 115 thanks to you all and thanks to you steve for talking baseball been a blast thanks for listening guys
1: good luck uh in in the playoffs and down the home stretch in your leagues Uh, pulling for you